0: Good morning. This is Susan Sher. My guest today is Adrian Suskin. He is a transplanted Zimbabwean. Thanks for joining me today.
1: You're welcome and thanks for having me. Sure.
0: Adrian has a lot of free time right now. Tell us what you are doing with your free time. Did, did I mention that you are from Zimbabwe?
1: Yes, you did. I did. Okay, um, good. In, uh, I grew up in, in Zimbabwe, which used to be Rhodesia. It was originally a British colony, and then it declared its independence from Britain in the late 60s, I believe. Rhodesia at the time declared independence Mm -hmm. from Britain. And up until 1980, it was, you know, the white minority government that that ran the country. Mm -hmm. And just to give you an idea, when I grew up as a kid, there were about 250,000 whites and about 7 to 8 million blacks. And none of them had a vote. The, the blacks. The they
0: didn't even have a vote.
1: No. 1980,
0: um, they gained their independence. and Before we talk about that, let's say that even though you did not have the independence you wanted, the country was in very good shape. It was in extremely good shape.
1: Even after independence in 1980, it was the breadbasket of Africa up until mm-hmm. of very early 2000. And then the whole thing of the... Um, taking over the farms. So they started nationalizing the farms, driving all the farms off, and basically what had happened was, they became, you know this expression is used a lot, but they went from the bread basket of Africa to the basket case of Africa. And uh, you know, basically they they subsist now on um, international donations, food-wise.
0: Okay, so Zimkit, all of this that we've been talking about has led to the establishment of Zim Kids. Take it away, Adrian. Okay, so
1: basically going back four and a half years, um, I just thought, you know what? I still have a very close link to Africa. We we had been assisting a family, an African family, and um, I thought that I had to do more. And very, you know, just to make the story relatively brief, but, um, I got involved with an individual there that started an orphanage, It's not a traditional orphanage. It's essentially a place where these kids that have no parents that come and we organize activities and we organize medical assistance for them and we organize um, payments for school fees if they're doing well in in school. These kids would go home every three weeks with a food package, a food allowance. And I, I got so involved in this project because I thought, you know what, this is something that I really want to give back to the country that I grew up in, was born in. For 160 kids, we're gonna change their lives. About a year and a half ago, I traveled to Zim on one of my trips, but I went with a cousin of mine who hadn't been to Africa in a long time. Went back to Zim, we had an amazing time. And he said to me, look, you know, what about building your own facility? And again, not for the kids to sleep over and stay, but a safe place that they could go every day, a safe place that they could spend a lot of time. And then a lot of very, very generous people started stepping into this and donating to this project. It is online. It, um, it's zimkids.com. ZimKids, Kids, um, I'm so thrilled to be a part of the organization, to be a part of what they did. My cousin being, you know, one of the big, biggest financial donors to the center, um, requested or, or basically demanded that the center be named after me. Most of the kids stay uh, with extended family, grandparents, mm-hmm. like grandmother usually, uh, and sometimes even some of these kids, 14, 15-year-old kids, are head of household. Just to touch on another quick topic, we, the HIV rate is still quite high in Zim, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25%. We're fortunate enough to have as low as 14%. They're all on retrovirals. They're all doing, you know, as well as can be expected and we're thrilled about that number. We're actually really excited because ultimately the center is going to be um, self-sufficient. We have internet for the kids. We have different programs. We have a garden. We have a hothouse. We'll have chickens. Um, and all will be for consumption of the kids and then being able to sell the excess Plus, they're learning learning skills. Oh, absolutely. You know, whether it's the chess club or playing, um, you know, doing plays, writing plays, doing art, doing all these different activities, the ages start anywhere from about uh, five years old to about 17. When they reach 17, they become part of the Council of Elders.
0: Then they,
1: in turn, help with the Mm young kids, helping with their... um, letter-writing with their English, with their different programs, and then they become Mm -hmm. the seniors. These are kids that are uh, basically around the 18- to 19-year age group, Mm -hmm. and they were instrumental in helping the professional builders that we got Mm in essentially building the center and learning skills. Mm -hmm. And they have learned skills from bricklaying to eventually the plumbing to electrical, To all sorts of things, and they're very, very hireable, which is a tremendous cycle to be able to go through. Mm -hmm. And you know, basically, how I look at it right now is, um, you never know out of the limited amount of kids that we help, what one of them will uh, contribute, or what all of them will contribute, whether they're Mm -hmm. parents, mothers, daughters, um, you know, uh, whatever they whether they become doctors or whatever the case
0: So we're teaching them how to fish?
1: Correct. Yes. And that's one of the biggest problems. You can throw money, you can throw all sorts of things at uh, these different problems and you can feed people indefinitely but if you don't teach them mm-hmm. certain skills and uh, like you said, if you don't teach them to fish, it'll never work. Right. Never, ever
0: work. And they will be teaching the next generation to fish. And that's exactly how we function because... Yeah.
1: The elders will teach the younger kids how Mm -hmm. to fish. The seniors work learning skills. The Mm -hmm. elders become the seniors. The seniors graduate to go on to jobs, productive Mm -hmm. jobs, even in a very high unemployment country. Mm -hmm. And the whole cycle continues. And then the new kids come on board. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just to touch on a very brief issue, um, we, we have maintained the level of around about 160 kids on paper uh, when, we say, when I sent on paper, we have uh, a number of kids that their extended families have taken to South Africa
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to obviously try and better the situation right. for them. And so realistically, we're probably working with about 145 kids, but we, we're always asked that why not expand that? Mm-hmm. And while we would love to with the funding that we have, if we expand the project to 200 kids, the 200 will get a little less than what the 140 were getting, okay. whether it's food aid, medical aid, uh, school aid, whatever, you know, anything that we can do to help. So, right now we keep it at that. And, um, a- again, it's, this is not a fundraising plea or, mm-hmm. or ploy or whatever, but it, it's much better for us to sustain the 140 with yeah. two pounds of uh, beef every three weeks than 200 with. A half a pound
0: of beef. Right, because then you are training better fishermen to go Correct. back to that analogy. And, you know? and
1: that's the beauty about it. These kids are going to come away from this, um, you know, with a, such a different outlook from total despair, mm-hmm. from from nothing, from, you know, walking around the, uh, the neighborhood's barefoot doing nothing mm-hmm. to productive kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we could only ex- expand it to Ouch. the, you know, two million kids in Zoom It'd be an ideal world. That's,
0: that's just amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: again, I mean, the, what they had before is just is it, mind nothing. blowing. Yeah, yeah. What
1: what you and I and and most people take for granted is something that you you need to see over there. That you know these kids, they they like any person, any any human being. You want food to survive. You want a little bit of dignity. Mm-hmm. You would love to have a job and make money and buy things that you want. Um, or, or do things that you want, mm-hmm. and you know to be given this opportunity for them is, is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. really proud of where we've what we've achieved. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, thanks to all the incredibly generous people out there because without that, you know we wouldn't function. There's no doubt about okay. it. We wouldn't we simply okay. wouldn't function. So everyone out there that's listening, thank you so much
0: okay boy this was one of the better shows i've done you have been listening to in other words susan share you can find me at in other you can find my guest at zimkids.com z-i-m well zim like zimbabwe kids.com it gives you all the information some great pictures